and we're live. Hi, Paula. Hey, Vicki, how are you? I'm good. We, You know, I've been having some technical issues today. How's your day so far? It's good enough. I can't even remember it anymore. It's, uh, you know, I, I have a, one of the things that the stay at home order has done to me. How are you? Oh, is, wait. yeah, uh, hang on. Cause now uh, I got an echo. Go ahead. Now I'm sorry. I have a technical problem. I, okay. I, I'm becoming concerned that I tell stories that have no climax at all now. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because people will say like, you know, how's your day? And I'll go, well, you know, I'm thinking of moving the large refill hand soap uh, uh, that's oh, up on the counter. Public now, right the, now. Under the counter. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just say, like, that's my day. <laughs> my day is, you know... Uh, you know the red chair in the corner? I pulled it out and cleaned underneath it. That's my day. And you wonder, okay, it doesn't build. There's no build to that story. There's no build to that story. No, but I, I yeah. But I think we're sort of all like that. And, and unless you work in the Trump administration, in, in which case the story's all, I got fired. <laughs> I, I told the truth that I got fired. That, that. <laughs> Or unless you well, are now they're letting out all the people that the Trump administration has put into prison. They're all getting out to live at home because of COVID. Now they're not doing this with the general population. I just read right. this a few minutes right. ago, right? Yeah. Everyone else can no, ride and get COVID. Right. Not them. Right. No. Those no, no, no. It's it's uh it's more Trump cruelty is what it was. In fact, there are some people that were told they were getting out and then didn't get out, which is just beneath contempt. Um, but yeah. I'm going the wrong yeah. direction again. You know, it I know, I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, wait oh a minute, how I get over there? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna do, it's Pendulum Paula. <laughs> we can make everybody really dizzy and seasick. Yeah, <laughs> as if we haven't. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, one thing that's become clear as a result, not just of the virus, of course, but of the administration, um, is that the forefathers couldn't imagine. <laughs> My you know, mother was up in arms because the, there was the Hong Kong flu in 1968-69, and she's upset because they're not talking about it. She wants them to talk about it. They're only talking about the Spanish flu of 1918. Oh, yeah. Well, but but why do you think they're not talking about you know the Hong Kong flu? Three million people died in America. Three million people died. Pandemic. No, I didn't know that. In fact, the whole pandemic thing. Yeah. I think I'm, I think there was a store in a mall, like a little gift shop, kind of like a Forever Twenty One that was called Pandemic. I I didn't. I'm not sure that I ever. Oh, there goes my dog. Um, and then I have two big dogs. One of them is in my room with me where I am, and the other one's outside. Well, how many cats do you have, Paula? I have 12 cats. 12 cats. 12 um, cats. So you're not very lonely in this pandemic? Um, no, I'm not really terribly lonely in that way. But if I was with friends, I wouldn't be cleaning up their waste product. <laughs> and Well, we would hope. So in this way, I miss people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so she's just going to stand out there and bark, and there's not a damn thing I can do about it because it's – I don't know about where you live, but here in Santa Monica, there it, it, the foot traffic has increased so much, which is actually good news, people getting yeah. out and, and, and getting fresh air and, and, and walking. But what it does for my dog Mo is she's convinced that that alley is hers. 
And she goes into the backyard to tell people, you better not be in that alley. And then she runs up on the porch to tell me, they are, they're in the alley. You better come out here. So are, are people wearing masks in Santa Monica, Paula? They do, they do, but there's, it, yeah, they do for the most part, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to a store in a little, I, I went to the grocery store the other day, I guess, and I, I think everybody did it. You, it. Yeah, at the Vons, they require you to have a mask. And so far, I don't think, you know, I always say to the security guy on my way in, I always go, how's your, you know, how's your day going? He's like, ugh, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, he says, people are so mean. You know, I think he's stuck in the position of saying, hey, you have to have a mask. And then people get like, like, it's all that hard to do, by the way. I mean, nobody, nobody tests your mask. They don't take it and like spray droplets through it and see if it's impermeable. <laughs> Jesus, you know, grab a T-shirt from the back of your car, tie it around your nose and mouth and walk in the store. It, it, it's not that hard to do. Were they giving masks out at Vons? Because I've heard they've been doing that at some stores to people What's that can have them. Ralph, Ralph gives masks. I'd like a new mask. Um, <laughs> are they giving out the uh, Kim Kardashian masks? Which I understand have already sold out. Hey, Paula, I have a collection of masks that I, I, I modeled my collection of masks because I have friends that are making them for. Well, that oh, one that's kind of orangey colored looks a little porous, Vicky. This is oh, not. I see. Oh, that's white. I thought that was see-through. <laughs> I thought it was like a woven mask. I'm like, that's like a basket mask. Like, no, that's not going to help. No, that's not going to help. But yeah. so, so the whole shopping experience, I, I want you to know that the people who watch my show, we are called the COVID crazies because oh. just a little insane about getting the COVID. And I actually just read about an hour ago that the CDC is now saying, no, we're not getting COVID from touching things, from surfaces. We're only getting it if someone coughs or sneezes into our mouth or nose. No, when did the CDC say I'm, that? I'm, I'm gonna send you the thing. I swear, I just read, I just got in one of those alerts and it said, no. we're not There's getting- There's another it. letter in your, it, you're, you're like, you're getting, FCDC, fake CDC. Um, I can believe that we're not getting it from surfaces. That I can believe. But um, what I had heard was singing, yeah. talking. That's I heard Fauci say that that was enough. He had said, like, when people were making a fuss about bringing their groceries home and did, you know. Right. Um, right. And he said, you know, I heard him on the news hour with Judy Woodruff interviewing him. And yeah. uh, he said, you know, it is very unlikely that you're gonna get it from like a cardboard cereal box, um, which is a drag because I already bleached my Fruit Loops. Um, but uh, you know, it makes them tangier and it brightens the colors. No, it wouldn't brighten the colors, come to think of it. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, so, so I can believe that it might not come from surfaces, which is really good news because I, you know, I bleach out of sheer guilt every day, um, but... Uh, Okay, but tell myself, us. I bleach my body, not anyone else. Not All right, you don't be drinking the bleach like the idiot in chief has. No, I'm just bleaching the frequently touched surfaces. So, like my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> You're bleaching the vagina. Like, well, you know, fre frequently touched. So, like my vagina and, you know, my lips. Uh, I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen, before you get nauseated. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I actually got a full body condom, head to toe, 
see-through plastic bag so that I can hug my son and my my boyfriend. I got a foot top to bottom, head to toe. Wow. The thing. Really? Yeah. So okay. Boy. So you're you're not COVID crazy. So what's your level of COVID craziness? What 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 what's your your danger? What what's your what are you doing, Paula? Well, you know, of course I live alone. And okay. so except for 12 cats and two dogs. 12 cats and two dogs. But in terms of, you know, intelligent conversation and, you know, I, you know, well, of course I I walk, I walk the dogs out of out of guilt. Um <laughs> Are you talking to them more than usual? Probably, yeah, probably. I'm doing a lot. I'll tell you the way the where I notice myself um, maybe being affected by all of what's happening. Well, a is of course a a certain just baseline depression, Um, (laughs) but uh, but the other thing is I've always I have for many years had memory problems. Um. And I think it's related to stress. Yes. But uh, I always tell people that when my kids were little, I I would would be driving someplace. I I would often drive by our house. And and my kids would be in the backseat going, you're driving by the house. And and I would turn and say to them, uh, you know, who the hell are you? What are you doing in my backseat? So I know that it's stress related. But I literally have gotten to a point where I'll walk into a room and stand there and then call someone on my phone and go, why am I in this room? That's how bad it's gotten. Okay, well, I get to the point where I call somebody on my phone and I say, I can't find my phone. No, I swear. (laughs) I'm talking on the phone and I cannot find my phone. It's like when you can't find your glasses in there on your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a level of, of, of uh, seeing pro- vision problems, seeing. Problems. Yeah, you can tell I've worked, I've worked in the medical field for quite a while. She was having seeing problems. I went to the seeing doctor. My seeing is so much better now. Okay. So seriously though, are you, are you in a state of constant awareness and a little bit of fear that you might get it or are you, you're no, good. I'm not afraid of getting it. No, I would be concerned. I mean, for example, I go to my daughter's apartment, um, but I don't go, I go, no, I go to the front yard of my daughter's apartment and I bring a chair and she comes out and sits on the porch and I see, I, I sit several feet away and we talk for a little while. And, uh, but I, cause about, I, All right, how but, about when you went to Vons? Are you, I assume once you're in line, you can't really socially distance. Well. No, no, they do. They keep everybody six feet apart, except for the poor cashier, of course. Yeah. Uh, I just keep coughing on. Um, <laughs> well, you know, although it hasn't affected me during this chat, I have had, and perhaps you've experienced it before, I have had a chronic cough for like, I don't know, 30, 40 years now. And um, and so no one wanted me around to begin with. Uh but so, but so every time I cough, no matter where I am, I go, it's allergies. <laughs> All right. I did a post about that and people got mad at me. I said, you know, you know, every time somebody coughs or sneezes, everyone says it's allergies. Nobody's got COVID. Nobody's, everybody says it's out. And somebody got on there and said, it is allergies. And she got really mad at me for wow. like. Well, that's a person that, that is a person whose stress is coming out in the wrong direction. <laughs> yes, no. I think that's true. No, it's. 
very important to keep a sense of humor through all of this. And if you think about your own darkest times, I can guarantee you that you were funny <laughs> in those dark times because uh, because otherwise you wouldn't still be here because that's that uh, nature gave us that. Nature gave us this sense of humor thing to get us through difficult times. And I don't know if we're the only species who has it. I'm not certain. I mean, I think probably chimpanzees have it. Maybe gorillas have it. I think maybe dogs. And sometimes I think raccoons. But cats do not. Cats do not no. have it. No, you heard no. cats. No, I've done the experiment. I know. <laughs> yes. You I've, done, you I've done studies. Yes. Right? Unscientific studies. You know, my book, by the way, um, uh, which is called The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, where I did experiments doing things that I or other people thought would make me happy. And um, it's, you know, it came out in hardcover. It's been, it's been out in paperback for, I don't know, a couple of years now, I think. Yeah. And it, it actually, I mean, I didn't write it with any sort of uh, um, prediction about a pandemic coming our way. But in fact, there are things in the book that are um, applicable to this time. Such not the hugging one. chapter. There actually is a whole chapter on <laughs> hugging. Okay, not the hugging chapter. Um, but almost everything, and not the volunteering in a nursing home chapter, which I, you know, I did for three years and can no longer do because they don't let visitors in. But, um, I don't, you know, I, I was thinking I might go like, you know, they, they'll be like on the news or something, or somebody will have a video of someone who visited a relative uh, just through the window. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of doing that, but not letting them know I was coming. <laughs> and just scaring the shit out of Maybe that's, people. yeah. Okay. That's not a good idea. That's a bad idea. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, no, that's um, so. And we will figure something out. Let me just say, I mean, I don't mean to make light of a really serious thing. We will figure something out. In the end, uh, and I don't know when we'll get there, but there were there were um, deficiencies in our system with our nursing homes yes. and our elderly care that yes. needed repaired. And this sadly has put a big, huge spotlight on that. But the good news is, we're going to yeah. do something about it. You and, think so? um, yes, I think we will. Really yes, 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 yes. Yes. I don't, you know, I don't know in what time frame, but I believe we will. Yeah. Yeah, I do because, you know, because it's glaring. And I and 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 it has had a, uh, you know, a horrible uh, spotlight shine on it. I saw a great thing the other day on the news hour. Yeah. Um this was so moving. It was a story in um North Carolina. Uh -huh. uh, about a woman blues singer, and forgive me that I don't know her whole name, but her middle name, it's like, say her name was Carol Brown. Um, okay. But say it was. Okay. She calls herself Carol Mother Blues Brown. Okay, so the Mother Blues is in the middle, and if you were to Google Mother Blues, I'll bet you'd find this woman. Okay. Um, and anyways, her brother is in a nursing home, and it's one that got slammed oh. with bad, you know, uh, a lot of uh, high percentage of COVID-19. And so she went, I guess, goes to the nursing home, I assume on a regular basis, with a boom box 
and a microphone and stands outside and she was doing she was doing wang dang doodle uh, the other day which is such a great song and you could see the way the news hour filmed it you couldn't see you know you couldn't see who the patient was you, know, you could see but you could see like this one lady up dancing in her room and you could see her brother at his window and and another person held up a sign that said thank you so much we need this so uh, look for that story on the news hour it was i, I think somebody's in here and saying cone it's her name cone wait i feel like somebody is trying to answer us and say her last name is cohen somebody said does that sound familiar no, no. I, it could, I shouldn't say no. It could be. I just finished telling you that I have no memory, and now I'm contradicting someone who thinks they know. That's so like me. That's, that's it's like I say. I say to everybody, I'm an idiot, but I'm right. It doesn't go together. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't go. All right. So, so seriously, though, where are you? Where are you in the in the COVID care? arena what's well, your i don't have covid so i don't so i so i don't need any particular care that's the good news you know people so like i think it's funny when people go like they'll go this lockdown has been so okay we're not on a lockdown they right. do lockdowns in i think some mental hospitals they do lockdowns in prisons this is not a lockdown and people go well, it's a shelter in place it's not because no one has been told to stay wherever they were when this broke out. No one's been told to get under their desk or go hide in a, in a cupboard. That, sadly, is what we do. And by the way, I think they found it's ineffective anyways, but that's what we tell our children to do. This isn't a stay at home. This is a stay, it's a, it's a stay at home order. And even that's not the right words because we go to the grocery store, we walk the dogs, you know, it's... So you have a level it's a of be careful order. That's what it is. It's a be careful, don't gather order. Are you concerned when you go out to walk your dogs? You don't just put them in the backyard. You, you walk them. Do you walk them? I do both. Yeah, I do. Okay. I have to walk them. They're so obnoxious if you don't walk them. Well, they're big. They need to exercise. No, well, and the other thing is that the exercise for me is is really good. I mean, I they're my excuse. Yeah. If it weren't for them, I probably wouldn't walk at all because I'm lazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, I'm forced to walk because of them. And by the way, when I walk by people, I wave and I say, how you doing? You know, are you guys doing okay? And a lot of times they have earbuds in and they glower at me. <laughs> are you wearing a mask when you go for a walk? I didn't until a couple days ago. And then, and then I started... Um, because I think I heard some head of health something something California say that if you go outside, wear a mask. Yeah. I, I guess that what I had figured was we're outside and I'm not near anyone. You, you know, I don't I do stay six feet away from everybody at least and further. Uh -huh. um, partly because my dogs aren't nice, so and I have to. You've got that hacking cough, so you you have. Well, to that's the other. Thing. Yeah. Be careful yeah. with that hacking cough. Um, people, did, so have you been in an occasion where you've been at Vons or you've been on the street passing and you've had your allergy cough and do people like look at you with fear? Do they run? I don't know. I'm so busy coughing. Honestly, I didn't see the looks on their face, but I do always when I'm indoors in the company of other people, I have, I, I always do wear a mask. So, and again, it's not a big, like people make such a fuss over it. I, unlike you. Yeah. Could give a flying fuck if I ever get my hair cut again. Really? It's not bothering you. No. It's, you know, 
but I know you, you have, you have, look, you have concern about, I mean, you, you got yourself dressed for the show and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that it's just priority wise. You know, when you see people, you know, with guns and, and Confederate flags and they're holding up signs that say we need haircuts. I'm just thinking you need something cut off, but it's not that. Yeah. It's a considered an essential business in the South. I, I, as you can see, that's that would not be the case here. That has not been my and I've got. I mean, my point is, in the scope of things, it's so it's so unimportant. Yes. As to be embarrassing to see like people around the country saying, and I understand people wanting to go. Well, listen, I have no income. I have zero income right now, and it's terrifying. Okay, um, so let's talk about that, Paula. So obviously, I had my shows in my house, you go and perform in front of people. What, yeah. what is the, what is the, I don't want to say temporary solution because this is something we're going to be faced with for quite some time. What, I think it is going to be for a long time. I mean, I, I hope that it isn't, but I, I realistically, uh, I think it is. I think it's, it's obviously going to be one of the last things yeah. to come back. I think that it will come back. Yeah. Um, but it's going to take a while and um, we're going to miss it for a long time and a lot before it does. And I, I mean, I miss the audience that comes to see me is like my best friend. Um, and how mentally ill is that, by the way? Um, but they really are. And I would always do it. Well, not always, but often, mostly 99% of the time after my shows. Um, and I worked mostly theaters um uh, but after my shows, I would go, you know, out to the lobby and do like a meet and greet thing. Yeah. And I sell, you know, books and CDs and stuff. But I always say to the audience, you know, at the end of the show, I always would say, look at, you know, I'm going to be out there. You're welcome to come buy. You do not have to buy anything to stand in line and say hello. Uh, to, you know, get a hug or a handshake or, or an autograph or just, you know, talk for, for a few seconds. And I, I, miss, I miss them. A lot. I, I miss being able to think of something that I think is funny and and say it and have people come up to me, you know, and have people uh, laugh. Again, I think that not a lot of species. Um, get <laughs> right. Yeah. So what? OK, so what's the workaround? So I know you're doing nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, but that's I have my podcast, which I've had for uh, over a year. We're actually next week we do our hundredth. Wow. Nice. Pod. Yeah. So I have that and that's great. Um, it's called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You can get it as everyone always says, wherever you get your podcast. Like we couldn't have thought of that without someone telling us. And also um, put the link on here so people can get it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and also um, it's right at, at, if you go on my website, PaulaPoundstone.com. It's right there. Just scroll yeah. down. You'll find it. Um, so so aside yeah. from the podcast, is there anything that you're thinking of doing to kind of fill that void? Because on well, the podcast, you're not getting laughs either, other than with the guy that you're doing it with. Right. Yeah. No, I don't. No, there's nothing. There's nothing that takes the place of that audience. I mean, one thing that I've really enjoyed, um, I'm just working with the guy who does my website today. When this first happened, I was in, I, I, you know, I was... I was supposed to work in, in Aspen and then Baltimore and then um, 
Northampton, Massachusetts. And I'm, you know, on my way to the airport to go to Aspen. And they wanted me to fly in a day early because it's hard to get there sometimes. So, uh, you know, I call my manager and I go, you know, I'm not sure why I'm going because I have a bad feeling. I'm not going to. They're, you know, they're going to shut down. She's no, 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 they're not. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> right. So I fly to Aspen and uh, it had no trouble getting there. So I, I, I'm there over and on my way to the airport, she calls me back and goes, no, but Northampton canceled. And then she goes, no, but Baltimore canceled. Right. But Aspen didn't cancel until the, the following day. And then they did. And then I flew home. And I still the whole time had this feeling like, um, you know, this is, you know, this is terrible and scary and sad and difficult, but it's going to be a couple weeks, a few weeks. Right. And then the next feeling that I had was a couple months, tops the end of the And now I think it's going to be much, much longer than that. So there is no, you know, there'll be no laughing audience. In front. But so what I did was I came home. Yeah. And I said, uh, I, I just decided that I was going to make, comedy videos, which I've done over the years, but I really set myself to the task of doing it. And the reason was that was still during my, this is only going to go on for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and so uh, I made these comedy videos that were, you know, a little bit about dealing with this. And um, and I posted them because I thought I really want to help people get through this time, you know, and, and the comments were so great. You know, people oh. writing, oh my gosh, this is helping me get through. And I made a bunch of them. And, and then it became clear, like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going back to work. Um, so I've just now been, I set up on my website a thing saying, look at, or it's, it's going to go up like today or tomorrow, a thing saying, hey, listen, I really appreciate your comments. It's really gotten me through dark times. To, uh, and uh, these videos are free. But if you'd like to tip a dollar. There you go. You know, have had it. And then we also have... Um, me and my my co-workers on my podcast, um, we've created a thing called the the French Trump Presidential Press Conference, which is just a mini podcast. It's also wherever you get your podcasts and on my own uh, website. And it's like a 10 or 12 minute weekly French Trump uh, presidential. Yes, I, I've listened. I've press listened. conference. <laughs> it's very fun to do. And it's probably the easiest thing I do because you don't, the jokes practically write themselves. <laughs> um, and I'm also working on a, on a game show that I can do, you know, like an online game show. So I've been scurrying about just try and the same thing with that. It'll all be, it's free. Uh, but if you could tip a dollar, fantastic. And we'll see what happens. You, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know. Might have to move. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't have to stay here. Um, you, have great, you have a great house and you have a ping pong table, which makes it the greatest house. Well, that ping pong table is coming with me no matter where I no matter where I go. I, I mean, I guess for me, the biggest challenge is that um, uh, I have two big dogs and 12 cats. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not just every rent, you know, landlord that's like, oh, yeah, bring those. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. you know, this house that I, I rent, um, I think the landlord's plan is is to take this house out and shoot it when I move. <laughs> Did your landlord does your landlord know how many pets you have living there? 
Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think we have a symbiotic relationship where um, she doesn't do anything to fix the house and I never call her. <laughs> and that works. That works. That works yeah. well. Because I mean, there's stuff like, and I, you know, there's stuff like, well, who's to say, did I, you know, was that because we've been here? Because, I mean, I think I've been here for like 18 years or so. I've been here a long time. Um, you know, the holes in the doors, that's us. Um, <laughs> the tiles that have worn all the way through, that's not me. <laughs> that, you know, the ca the cabinets that have no handles anymore, that's, that's not me. So... It's a nice symbiotic relationship. But so I, you know, like much of America, I think the hardest thing about this whole thing is simply not knowing what's going to happen. You That's know? pretty hard. How, are, are, okay. So aside from laughter, are you missing people? I mean, I mean, the human interaction is, is that a little bit, but I mean, we do, we do this. Yeah. I, I, I talk to friends on the phone. So and the thing is, for me, see, I had a head start on you guys with isolation in that I've spent the last um, 40 years of my life as a stand-up comic. <laughs> and I would say the last, I don't know how many years, you know, some years I worked away more than others. Once I had kids, I didn't, I didn't go out of town for as long. Right. Um, but and and not every week. But after the kids were out of the house. So for the last few years, mm -hmm. I, I work, you know, three or four nights a week. Uh, and I'm and it's one night at, a, 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 you know, bouncing from venue to venue. So right. I, I, and it was just me alone in a hotel room. So I have a lot of isolation practice. <laughs> Yeah, but you have the opposite of that, too, where you have mass love all the time. Doing three, four gigs a week, you've got all those people that you're, no? Yeah, as I said, I mean, the audience is my best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I do. I miss that. I miss that a lot. I am still, as I, as I whine and bitch, you know how people always go, you know, can't complain. Well, the truth is, I can't complain either, but I do. Um, I, Having said all this, I am well aware that I'm still, you know, the luckiest person in the world. Um, it, it'll, <laughs> everyone who's struggling, it's going to be good news to you to know that the luckiest person in the world is struggling too. <laughs> so, Paula, how are you filling your time any differently than you? I mean, I know a podcast takes a lot of work. People all think these, all these little projects are, are all these little projects take a tremendous amount of time. Yes. And, and so, yeah, so every day I'm, you know, I'm writing and recording and, um, okay. So I've been doing this other thing. Uh, they're called cameos. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. It's people a, leave a message for them, right? Yes. It's like a little video postcard and people pay. Um, they can, uh, um, yeah, I have an app on my phone. Uh, people send some information about the person that they want me to make a video for. Right. I record it into my phone and I push a button and, uh, you know, it and it sends. Uh, um, but I, I really work hard at them. Uh, uh, I don't, I'm not the most popular person on that site, so I don't do all that many. But I work really hard at them. For any one that I send, I've probably done five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten takes. <laughs> um, because I want to 
I because it's the closest thing to performing I have. Oh, I want to I want to do it right, you know. So uh, um, that also takes a, an oddly uh, more time than one would have thought, you, you know. You're not uh, doing the the TikTok videos, are you? No, what are those naked or something? No, there's like this. Well, if I have to, come to that. There is a phenomenon called TikTok. It's a platform, and the kids, and not just kids, get on it, and it's very short. You only get like 15 seconds or something, and they dance and they say a funny thing, and and there are TikTok stars who have millions of people who follow them millions and wow. all they do is like a stupid little dance it's like a great and they have millions and they are now influencers and they can get their own shows <laughs> mm. so all right so i see you drinking the diet, world you drink in the diet pepsi i know this Drinks is the diet pepsi I've, I've i've cut back but i haven't cut it out okay so are you eating differently in the in the pandemic here has it affected your your consumption um I've actually lost weight. I, I've tried to. Yeah, you know what's funny? I've spent years paying shitloads of money to go to a trainer, uh, where, and I take like Taekwondo and self defense. And then I had even, I was even sort of, but of course it's only half the week. The re, the, the the second half of the week where I was away working the road was really very sedentary. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on an airplane or I'm sitting on a hotel bed, right. and, and so. You know, and I ate a lot of, you know, vending machine kind of food. Um, I, you know, anytime I ordered room service, they'd go, is there anything else we could do for you? I go, yeah, do you have any bread and butter? <laughs> um, make sure you bring extra butter. So, you know, I wore that bread and butter with pride. So, uh, now that I've been home, I've been... <laughs> I've been doing some workout videos and jumping on the track and stuff like that. And, uh, and also trying to be careful about how I lost 15 pounds. God, I got to go on the Paula Poundstone diet. Cause that's not working for me. It really oh. amuses me that I lost 15 pounds because I think to myself, I spent all that money. <laughs> What? So you're not like sitting there when you're not doing anything and just shoving food in your face? What are you doing instead? I try not to. I, wow. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't at all ever. Are but, you cooking um, more than usual? Because I find I have yeah. never cooked more than I've cooked in the last few months. Never. Well, for a while, my daughter was here with me. And that was great because um, we did these workout videos together. Nice. And um, also, I just... I, I, I just, I work so hard that the time to, to sit around eating isn't really there. You know, I have to sift litter boxes five times a day. <laughs> and you don't really eat while you're doing that. Let me tell you, you're sifting <laughs> litter box, you know, like, boy, I could use a Reese's. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. So, yeah. okay, so, you're, so you're doing your own grocery I'm shop. I'm like a really unprofitable farmer. That's what oh. I'm like. I get up in the morning, I have an hour and a half of just cleaning kind of chores to do, um, wow. stuff that's produced by the animals, you know, one one way or the other. I, I, and there's that, you know, cat owners know that, like I don't let my cats in my bedroom because I just feel there should be one place with no no cat hair. And uh, But what happens is when I come in the bedroom at the end, you know, at the end of the night, now I'm ready to go to bed, you know, I can hear them in the other room go like, <laughs> and so 
every morning there's the Easter egg hunt. So, <laughs> so entertained. What are you kidding me? <laughs> Easter every day in my house. Oh my God. Without yeah. the cross and without the religious stuff, <laughs> which by the way, somebody please explain to me how the bunny and eggs got in there to begin with. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you have your daily ritual. You're cleaning up after the end. Are you binging anything? Are you watching it? Do you have a TV? Yeah, I do. I don't know how to turn it on, but I watch stuff on the computer. I will tell you, and I, and I'm not a person who anybody would want to in any way. Um, like I'm not, uh, I shouldn't be an influencer. Um, I, I, no one would want to model their own behavior after mine because I'm an idiot. But I will say one thing about a, a decision that I made as okay. soon as I realized I was out of work. And that decision was, I was going to haul my ass I, I, out of bed every day and keep a schedule. And I have done that. And it's, you know, part of it is I have to, because if, you know, if I don't get up, the cats will literally tear the door apart to get in my room and remind me. They're not even hungry, by the way. They just do it. They're like, they're very schedule oriented. So they're okay. like, if, if, like, I feed them dried food every morning. Right. And then I feed them canned food at night and in the afternoon. And and then I go in there in the morning and there's still some canned food in their bowls. Yeah. But they're, they're like literally banging on my bedroom door for me to get up and feed them the dried food. And, you know, they're just like nervous Nellies. They're like, usually you do feed us at this time and we have a little bit of canned food left. But usually you do give us the dry food and we really like it when you do that. And so if you could get up and do that, we'd really appreciate it. So, but I, I do believe that um, there is wisdom in this this thing about uh, about keeping a schedule okay, so, so tell, me, tell us what your what your day looks like so you're getting up you're i get up and i do shit work for an hour and a half you and i have my breakfast okay because i don't i don't eat until i finish my chores you know i have that little reward that little carrot that little carrot what, thing. Are you, what are you eating for breakfast these days i want to know what you're doing to lose 15 pounds because this is crazy for me well, I think part of it is just that I, I just, I just am constantly working. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, working, working, sweaty, god awful, hot. You know, lifting. Oh, wait a minute! For your podcast, you're not doing. Oops, you're not doing sweaty work for your podcast. No, but. All right, so you're cleaning litter boxes. Okay, I clean. Right, I clean. What, what are you having boxes. for breakfast when you go into? What do I have for breakfast? I have. I'll tell you something. I cut back a little bit. I used oh. to have two packages of instant oatmeal every morning in the same you know, mug, but now I have one and a half. And the reason I have one and a half isn't because I decided I was going to lose weight, but because I started thinking, you know, it's not always easy to get oatmeal because foods that last a long time. When, uh, when I first went to the grocery store after all this hit, foods that last a long time, the shelf was empty. Empty. So I just began being more careful about things like that. I still have raisin toast um, almost every day. Oh, by the way, I have to tell you something. And what? you are going to thank me for this. Okay. Okay. The other night I made for myself for dinner a, like a Beyond Meat burger. Okay. Okay. There's no, meat, there's no Beyond Meat. I tried to get Beyond Meat today. There is no Beyond Meat. It's, it's all sold out. 
all the vegan cheese is gone, all the beyond meat. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I'm crazy. Okay. okay. Um, well, when you can get it again. Okay. I haven't had any trouble getting it. Okay. But um, I had, uh, okay, and I'm not talking about a black bean burger. I hate black bean burgers. Well, I don't like them either. Black beans are black beans. <laughs> they're not burgers. <laughs> I feel like they're hiding. They're like, don't look in here, we're a burger. <laughs> Gaggy that way. I like the juice in my black beans. And, um, and Beyond Meat is th that's the best stuff ever. It's real. All right. So I had okay. So I had a Beyond Meat burger mm -hmm. on raisin bread. Look out. Wait, what? Vegan A's and a tomato slice. It changed my fucking life. Stop it. Come on. Raisin bread is wrong with, with Beyond Meat burger. Unbelievable the combination. The, the it was unbelievable. I'm telling you, it's all I can think about now. Wow. And I don't have it every night. I say to myself, you have to achieve a certain amount of work before you get the Beyond Meat burger and the raisin bread with the vegan A's and one thick slice of tomato. You don't. You have. It's a reward. It's not. It's not. You know. I'm not entitled. I don't By think the I can it for Kensington's mayonnaise. It's ve it's vegan. It's better than vegan A's. It's oh, is it? Sir Kensington's. Oh, wow. oh my god. I'll keep that in mind. Fantastic. For the next, for the next time I <laughs> I go to the grocery store, which is really my big going out. That's everybody's big going out now. Well, see, I don't do it. I call Instacart. I had a whole problem three and a half hours with Instacart today. It was a nightmare from hell. They do my shopping for me. And they couldn't get any beyond meat anything. So they think that well, a why don't you go yourself? Because I'm afraid. I'm 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 COVID crazy. But they think that a substitute for beyond beef, a beyond meat hamburgers is real hamburgers. They think a substitute for beyond meat sausage is pork sausage. They don't understand. That's like when you say to somebody, I drink I have Pepsi, and they go, Well, we have Pepsi. <laughs> well, this okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? See, I drink the diet because there's no sugar in it. Not because I don't eat sugar, by the way. I love sugar. But oh. I just, I cut down, I don't have sugar in my diet. Pepsi. I understand. They say sugar is actually better for you than whatever crap is in here. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't matter. This is what I'm addicted to. Yes. Um, <laughs> by the way, those oatmeal I was telling you about, a couple of big teaspoons of sugar in those. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I pick and choose my sugar too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotcha. But, yeah. but this is not a sub. What I'm trying to say is, meatless beyond meat, you can't substitute with pork. No, that's an insane idea. But you know, it really, you should go. <laughs> go to the grocery store for you, for Christ's sakes. I'm afraid. I'm, me and the COVID crazies, we're afraid of the store. I get deliveries. It takes me three hours to wipe everything down and put it away. It's insane. Okay. You, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't think you have to wipe everything down. Well, this is what the CDC just said. They said not getting it from surfaces, not getting it from groceries. It's all crap. Well, as I said, um, uh, uh, Fauci had already said, he, he didn't say it could never happen. Right. Chances are very, very slim. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did one time when I went to the grocery store, I wiped some stuff down, but it was when my daughter was here too. And I felt like, you know, I should protect her, but since so as as you shit down when you bring it home, you don't, you put it right away. You touch the bags, you put the stuff away. You're fearless. Yeah. 
I guess so, I'm, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call I'm that fearless. My COVID crazies. Do you hear what Paula is saying? I, I, I wouldn't call it fearless to put my groceries away. I wouldn't call that fearless. I call but, that fearless. Yes, I do. I put my groceries away. This is going to freak you out. And then later when I'm hungry, I go get it out again. I put it in my fucking mouth and eat it. Oh my you God. You wash your hands between the time you take it out of no, the I wash my hands a lot. I do. Okay. But I always washed my hands a lot because I've lived with 12 cats and two big dogs. There's hardly anything in my house that doesn't have cat pee on it. I'll tell you something. I, you know, I, how about Trump with his fucking hydroxychloroquine? Okay. Here's what I hope. We have to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. Here's what I really, really, really hope. And I know this is selfish and I, and I own that. Um, hold on. I'm putting my soda down. And now. And now, and now I'm sucking this water down and I'll tell you why. I don't even care that much about water, but it does help with weight. Uh, wait, explain. It's true. So if you just drink Diet Pepsi, you're going to gain weight. That's the thing. You know, when we drink diet soda, we gain weight. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's got all that sodium and it makes us hold on to water. Yeah. It's not a good thing. So how much water? That's you why I'm drinking this water right now. You drink a lot of water in between the Diet Pepsi? I do drink a lot of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because, right. uh, because that way there you feel full. <laughs> and uh, So, all right. So if you're feeling hungry... You'll drink water instead of eating. You'll, I see. I got to. Sometimes I, I do. Sometimes I do. And I also, I, you know, I've just tried to substitute some of the stuff that I used to indulge in. Um, I still save things for treats, but just not as much as I used to. So, like, what's a what's a treat for you? besides the Beyond Meat on raisin toast, which is absolutely killing me. Do you toast the bread? No. Oh, <gasps> just plain raisin bread and Beyond oh my Meat. God, it's good. No, Please I'm tell me you cook the Beyond Meat. I'm telling you, I. I'm not a spiritual kind of person in any way. I'm an atheist. But yeah. when I had that Beyond Meat with the raisin bread, a little bit of veganaise and one thick slice of tomato, I thought there might be a God. I'm t you know, I, I couldn't get the Beyond Meat, but I'm going to have to try it. Um, yeah. I, no, it's really, it was really good. Maybe they only give it to people who leave the house to go get it. You might consider that. It's a reward. Maybe they go for you people. Who are too fucking chicken to go out? I mean, I understand. I have I have friends that are um have you know health problems, so they're well. I have I have an underlying condition. I have yeah. Hashimoto's. Did you ever hear of that? No, it sounds like a, a Japanese snack food. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's I have antibodies that are over overzealous and they would they might eat my thyroid they might destroy my thyroid but so i have active antibodies anyway so with the covid that's really not a good thing oh you didn't tell so me I that have no reason to be covid crazy oh okay all right oh. well that's entirely different if you have the oh yeah it's a little different okay wait you were in the middle of telling you have the, what you have the, what's it called hashimoto's Hashim. i thought yeah, it was a japanese restaurant i had no idea so so, yeah. all right, in the middle of telling the story, you said you feel guilty about this, but do you remember what you were saying? Because we're both with the memory. You were going to say something about, you started talking about the idiot in chief. I don't know where you were going with that. Oh, I, I do know. Yes. Okay. okay. I am really, of course, like everyone else, I want them to find a vaccine as fast as they possibly can. Yes. But I am really hoping that one of the ingredients in the vaccine turns out to be cat pee. <laughs> because... Suddenly my life has a purpose. 
and I'm rich, rich, rich beyond my wildest dream. Fellas, we're staying. <laughs> you can supply the whole world almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, you don't have to pack your toys. We're staying. <laughs> so what do you think about the idiot taking hydrochloroquine every day? I don't day? think it really is. I, what, I, don't, really? I don't think I don't think he is. Um, I think when he, you know what, he's, he's such an idiot. He, um, when he goes, I take the hydroxy. Like, do we all have pet names for our medicines now? The hydroxy? <laughs> hydroxy was something that people used to put on their zits, I think, right? Uh, no, well, hydrox were a cookie. Weren't that, they? But they yeah. had that too. Yes, Are you putting those that. on your zits? Because that wouldn't work. No, there was hydroxy. It's like an Oreo. It's like an Oreo. You don't put that on your face. <laughs> you don't want an Oreo on your face. So, no. so... Yeah, so you don't think he's taking, you think that's all bullshit? I do. I think, and I had a discussion with my podcast coworkers the other day about this, um, whether we thought that he was saying it because he has some sort of financial investment in it, which uh, I do think that. Yes. But there's also the part, I, I do think somewhere, whether it's him or Jared Kushner or one of his thugs or, you know, or Putin, so, once, <laughs> once somebody that he's getting a metaphorical blowjob from is uh, is profiting from. I'm sure of that. I'm sure that that will be the case. But the other thing is, remember when he said that the, the hurricane was going to hit Alabama and they were like, no, it isn't. And so he drew the Sharpie. It's a little bit like, so he says, well, you know, I think the hydroxychlorine could work and all the professionals go, no, it actually won't. So he says, well, then I, I take it. So I think it's a little bit of him um, just not willing to be wrong. But I don't think he's taking it, no. That's very... He wouldn't. He wouldn't, he wouldn't because he, uh, you know, there's nothing he's doing. You know, like his whole thing about not wearing a mask. He's okay, like... So what is that about? What is the arrogance? Is it because it'll... He's arrogant. He's arrogant. But, you yeah. know, when he said it, he goes, well, I don't feel vulnerable. Well, asshole, it's not about you. It's about the people around you, Dick Cheese. So he, you know, I don't feel, he's, it was him trying to be John Wayne. Like, you know, let it come and get me. He's not like that at all. He was always afraid of germs to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I don't think he, I don't think he would do anything that he could, that he thought for a second was risky. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, he's a coward. He is a coward. Um, he is a coward. I mean, bully. All bullies are cowards, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah he's a he's a Bonesburg coward. Um, <laughs> I, and wait till he finds out hydro hydro what was it hydroxychloroquine reeks oh. out of it with your Bonespurs. <laughs> so so Tony's going to be very happy that you're saying hydrochloroquine because. On the on CNN they say hydrochloroquine. We've been having hydroxychloroquine. We're trying hydroxychlor. Queen is it, it, it? We're trying to get. The oh, I don't know for sure. I, yeah, I don't I, know. I either. don't. I don't know. I, I know. you know. On my podcast, we do a um a vocabulary word every week, and I use it in a sentence. And I you know I I look in the dictionary a lot. I find a word that I think sounds interesting. Oftentimes it's a word that I have heard before, but I always just went uh huh. Of a word that you've looked up that you can you think of one? Um, auger. 
is one that I looked at. I thought I thought I knew what it meant, and I was right. But I thought so. I don't want to. I want words that people really do use that you really are going to hear somewhere, um, but that you weren't quite sure. Here's another one: nonplussed. Nonplussed is a word that a, a lot of people use, but they use it incorrectly. How they, so? Well, people use nonplussed. Um, they sort of they they guess that it means what it sounds like and what it sounds like is that if someone's nonplussed it means they're not moved they're not it didn't change their opinion they weren't impressed correct right? but that's not what nonplussed means nonplussed what, is, what does it mean paula it means confused confused yes okay so, um all right. So anyway, so I use a word and I, I use a word. I, I tell the meaning of the word I use in a sentence. And then I do this little vocabulary song. And um, would you sing for us, please? <laughs> it's a really atonal. So it's not a pretty song. Um, but I, do, I do this song and all it is, is I do. Uh, my original idea was that I would leave every word in the song. <laughs> but then it just got so damn long. I'm like, OK, that's. That people are going to be like, please, with the vocabulary stuff. So instead, what I do is I'll do five words. So okay. I do this week's word is nonplussed, and then and then I say, and it's a noun that means, actually, it's an adjective that means confused, and then and then I go last week's word was right, and then the and then after five words, yeah. So a word will be in the song for five weeks, and then it's off the it's off the song, um, but I've left. A word, the word is um, gullimoffrey, and it means hodgepodge. It means like a, you know, sort of a unrelated collection of things. Um, Say the word again. Gullimoffrey. Gullimoffrey. But I had oh. always thought the word was gullimoffrey. <laughs> so I've been, and with that word, for some odd inexplicable reason i've always left that word in the song so for literally not a hundred episodes for sure i didn't start it from the beginning but i would say for probably oh i don't know 75 anyways i've been singing you know and the week before that we had galima free <laughs> And somebody wrote in and said, you know, that's not how it's pronounced. Oh. So all these weeks, I've thought I was educating the public in this fun way. And it turns out I was telling them something totally incorrect. <laughs> Gallimaufry, Gullim which I, is almost impossible for me to say it the correct way. But that's why I say uh, 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 hydroxy chloroquine whether i say it wrong or not I, I i wouldn't know i would think because the e is on the end that it would be queen but then again it could be quine no well you know well quinn is what they say on msnbc and on cnn but tony's been educating me and saying it's hydroxychloroquine what what is it i don't know i can't remember say that show that was popular a few years ago i think it was a drama and it was dr quinn <laughs> Wasn't it? Or was it Dr. Queen? Oh, damn it. Queen. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's what that's how Tony tells me it's you're pronouncing it correctly from what I understand. I'm hoping so. That'd be one thing I did, right? You know, a couple times now I've seen like, and this is helpful, 
um, news broadcasts have had on like therapists or you know psychologists yeah. to talk about how we should handle this you know our feelings and our problems in during this crisis and i've i've heard the same thing repeated which makes me think it's probably an effective technique which is you know you you, you, you can only control the things that are within your control and the things that are not within your control you, you can't and you just have to come to some acceptance of that and then i think well in midst of all this i think that means that i control one fucking thing yeah but you know that that's the truth paul i mean i'm a 12 stepper and i've been taught that the only thing i can control is the next right action the next thing i'm going to do other than that i control nothing i don't it's control not my comforting I'll tell you I, that it's no. not comforting at all. It's not. I have no control over anything. It's a horrible thing. That's yeah. why I'm COVID crazy because yeah. I can't control a goddamn thing. No, so, you're COVID crazy because you have Hiroshima. And so that would be a bomb drop. You can't leave the house because you have Hiroshima. You can't go look for your own Beyond Meat because you have. Hashimoto or whatever the hell you have. You have Tokyo Rose. You have some. And I also have my sister Patrill hair. I was telling Paula right before we went on the air that I have hair like Sister Patrill. And we we agreed that we are the only two people on the planet that know who Sister Patrill is, correct? No, I think there's other people on the planet that know who Sister Patrill is. I what I was saying was I'm the only person you could tell that to that would think it's important. I don't mean the hair thing. I just mean knowing who she is. Like, I think that's important. Um, sometimes in my, in my show, I used yeah. to have one. I used to stand on stage and tell jokes. There were people in front of me and I would laugh. Um, there are going to be generations of children that will have no idea what that is. They'll be, you mean people oh. are in front of you? Oh, God, I hope that's not so. And they did what? Well, why were they sitting there? They were in a group? What the fuck? They shouldn't have been in a group. I'm glad you got fired. You were killing people. Um, so, all right. So back when I was working in theaters, screenings, yeah. I, um, I would sometimes uh, tell this story uh, wherein I would refer to Norma Ray. And... Yeah, you have to hold up the protest sign. You're right. You got to yes. hold up the normal yes. yes. You know the 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 woman. She actually. It's that is a true story. Yes. The woman's name was not Norma Ray. The woman's name oh. was Crystal Sutton. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I looked it up. I, it was something I used on a. We recently auctioned off because sometimes we have auctions of valuable memorabilia on my podcast nobody listens to Paul Poundstone and we auctioned off a lint ball a large lint ball that had been gathered by um, Crystal Sutton who indeed did help uh, unionize the textile mills in North Carolina and was a very important part of labor history yes, it and, was. Uh, and so that's why having her lint ball you know, you have a piece of history when you have that limp ball. And I forget now who, 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 um, bid on, you know, who ended up with it. But, uh, yeah, we do a lot of helpful stuff. Um, well, there's a point to this. Oh, 
Likewise with Norma Ray, though, I made a reference the other day that I took a Silkwood shower. People did not know what that was. Silkwood. They, they oh, didn't yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. What's the matter with everybody? I don't know. Sister Betrill, Norma Ray, Silkwood, these are important things. Yeah, Silkwood shower, of course. Yes, of course. What are you, kidding me? <laughs> Meryl Streep. Hello. Meryl Streep, Cher, and Kurt Russell. Cher, no makeup. Oh, my God. I'm on, like, a game show. <laughs> show. So, so if you're gonna, you're creating a game show, is this something that you might be able to make money. I mean, are you trying to do something that you can make money, that you can earn a living? What What if yeah. this thing goes on for like two years, like they're yeah. projecting? I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. And yes, that is the goal. Um, I think our business will change somewhere along the way because there's going to be a lot of uh, people in the entertainment business, uh, a lot of the you know networks, blah 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 blah, that are like. Where do we go to get, you know, we've shown all of our reruns of Little House on the Prairie. What do we do now? And, um, you know. Well, what I'm finding is what they're replacing it with is not working. It's not funny. Like, you know, I've been doing a show in my living room for 15 years. You've done it a couple times. I didn't yeah. know you've been doing it for 15 years. Well, no, I'm sorry, 12. I've been doing it for 12 years. The do women you always had on three years like that? I do. <laughs> Too. Is that I, some sort I of Japanese problem too? <laughs> it's 12 years. Okay, so you have a triplus. You have a triplus, which is where you add on three to everything. I have yeah. three. Well, men, cats. men are very appreciative of that. Of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, all right. So the thing is, I've been doing this thing in my living room for 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Now everybody's doing the shows in the living room. But what I'm right. finding is it doesn't translate and it's not funny. Because yeah. they're trying to do the same late night talk show in their home, yeah, that they, and there's no audience, and it's not funny because they're not being human beings. They're getting up there and they're telling monologue jokes, mm -hmm. and then they're doing these little desk pieces, and then yeah. they're and they're not just being human beings. And it's in your living room that shit doesn't fly. It's not funny. Yeah, my well, kids used to just say that to me all the time. <laughs> I would, I would say to them, when we sat down to dinner, I would say, thank you for coming. Uh, it's good to be here tonight. You know, I was talking, and they'd go, you know what? Here in our living room, that shit doesn't fly. <laughs> so, so do you think that they're going to be able to, that the business is going to adjust and it will be successful? It will be good? It will work doing it this way? I think that... We're going to fish around until we find the, the right thing. And when somebody finds it, everybody else is going to coattail and bandwagon. And until then, <laughs> until then, I'll do the crappy stuff I do the way, the crappy way I do it. Um, no, uh, I, so we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 the answer is I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not Warner Brothers. Um, but I, I well. think. Are you, are you writing, Paul? Are you able to, I know you're writing for your podcast, but yeah. are you able to, I know you were working on a book for a while. And then I asked. You know, I, and I stopped working on the book because the podcast required so much time and yeah. I had so little. I'm hoping to go back to working on that book at some point. But the thing about a book is, uh, there's, you're not going to make, I, I have to figure out. And I applied, by the way, did I tell you this? That I applied to uh, I applied to Trader Joe's and I applied to 
please talk about this because for people at home to hear this, this is very humbling that you're willing to work at Trader Joe's. You know what? Here's the thing. I am a person. Yeah. I am no more deserving of food, money, clothing, or a roof over my head than any other person on the planet. I am a hustler. I, I, I work hard. Yes. I'm a very hard worker at anything that I do. Yes. I like to work. Mm -hmm. and, and most importantly for me, I love people. I, I like the idea of being in a place where I can say to people, even from behind a mask, you know, how's it going? And, you know, and is there any way that I can make your experience, like say it's in a grocery store, is there anything I can do to make it be a, a better part of your day? And so I would be frankly honored to be in that position. I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of getting sick. It doesn't mean that I, I'm not, I'm not cavalier about it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not cavalier about it at all because for me to get sick wouldn't help anybody else. Right. Um, and so I would take, you know, the precautions. Um, but I don't have a hard, I, I, I am, I would not be the least bit. I would be happy to do that job. Um, when I was young, uh, um, I used to bus tables in a restaurant. I was a, I was a bicycle messenger. I didn't particularly care for being a bicycle. I, I was in San Francisco. I, I, I'm oh, not no. <laughs> riding up a hill. I'm not strong enough to do it. And riding down a hill, I'm too scared. So I mostly just pushed the bike with the packages on it. And it wasn't a fun job. We weren't treated very well by the people that we worked for. I swear to you, this is true. This would be in the 80s, in the early 80s. Right. Um, which is that... Um, after your 28th delivery, you could receive a dime additionally per package. You got you were paid an hourly rate, right? Okay. But you could you could after your 28th delivery, you could get an additional dime. Yeah. In in addition to the hourly rate, you could get an additional dime for everything you delivered after 28 packages. Well, the truth is, um, 28. Packages is really shagging it to, to deliver 28 packages. It was a very high seat. You, you, you were likely never going to deliver 28 packages in a day, which is why yeah. they could even throw that in. I'll bet you they, they didn't part with many of those dimes is what I'm saying. I used to work in a bookstore. I used to be a dishwasher. Um, I've, uh, I've cleaned houses. Um, and, and because of luck, Okay. Um, I'm a, again, I'm, a, I am a hard worker, but because of luck, I happened to live in Boston, um, when I was, uh, 18, I guess I moved there 18 or 19, 18. And, um, a stand-up comedy scene started up. You I have to, you have to tell the story about getting on the bus and, and your trip. Well, so yeah, but I mean, I didn't create that comedy scene. It started right about that time. And right. stand-up comedy became very popular. So to some degree, like when I would try to tell my kids, like how to, you know, begin on something that they want to do, I, I would always say to them, I was just lucky. It was time and place. I wow. happened to be in Boston busing tables. And then this thing came around and I was able to, to join in. And once I did, I, I worked very hard at it 
But what if that thing hadn't been there? Okay, but you, but you were funny right out of the box. I mean, you're just a funny, you're a funny person. You well, are you know, thank you. People enjoyed my sense of humor when I was bussing tables, yeah. but they also wanted me to clean that section of the table where there was some salad dressing. So, but in, and so in that way, oh, I, I didn't tell you this, what you said, the Trader Joe's. So I fill out an application. I feel you have to do these online applications, which I feel so bad for people, you know, looking for work nowadays because the online applications suck. Um, so. There's so little information that you can tell someone that they, wow. if you were standing in front of them, you could a tell them and b they could they could see it right but um but anyways i filled out the online application for trader joe's and uh does it ha does it ask your age on there paula it asks your birthday so yeah, i'm gonna yeah, yeah. have a count yeah yeah um yeah so <laughs> I, I don't okay i was i was rejected very quickly at trader joe's um i received a uh a uh, what's it called like a form letter email thing saying right. Um, that they were sorry, but they, you know, they had so many applicants and they wouldn't even be able to interview me. And, um, and then I applied at Vaughn's and, um, uh, and they said, um, well, they didn't say anything right away, but when I called them to say, yeah. Yeah, I was, they said, Oh, we just hired a bunch of people. I, I think if I pursued it, I might be able to work at Vaughn's. And again, I would be proud and happy to do that. I love that about you. Okay, so what about, you know how a lot of people are making a living now is this Postmates and all that kind of, you know, uh, Uber, Uber Eats. Um, this is all, right? You get in your car and you pick up food and you drive it to people. I'm a really shitty driver. <laughs> you know what? Somebody's Mugu guy pan would be all over my windshield. It's... Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm starting, you know, I have like, uh, peripheral vision problems. It, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be pretty. Okay. It wouldn't be pretty. So yeah, no, because I thought about that. I also uh, tried to apply to um, work for the Santa Monica San Sanitation Department, which I think I would really enjoy. Um, Explain uh, that, please. But what I think, I'm not certain about this, but I think the way I looked at the thing was that you would have to know how to drive those trucks. I can't, I can't drive the trucks. I want to go with the person driving the truck and jump out and go like, I'll just make sure that bin gets in there. I think I could do that. That sounds I, I know I could do that. See, the thing is I'm physically strong. I have my health. I've, and again, that's more luck than anything else because I could have gotten the Tokyo disease or whatever the hell it is that you have as easy as you could. <laughs> I was born into the world with, you know, good because I have, I did not all of my life take good care of myself. Um, only in my more recent years did I figure out that that was a good idea. But okay. fortunately I took good enough care of myself that I'm, you know, that I'm very physically able. So, uh, and I like the idea of being around people, and I don't. I don't think I would mind um, seeing what people throw away. <laughs> so that was a good idea, but fortunately, <laughs> I took good enough care of myself uh -oh. that I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm very able. So uh, hearing that rebound, like I'm the idea of being noise happening. Wait a second. There we go. It's, okay. it's our record. It's my recording replaying. 
Yeah, it was, it was, I had two browsers open because I don't know why. I was trying to look at the comments. I haven't looked to see what, I mean, all kinds of people have all kinds of things to say to you. Should we look at some of that? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so let's see if people have comments. So Rob Barnett, do you remember, you know Rob Barnett? Yes, he, my damn channel. And do you know Rob? No. Um, okay, well, I know I'm Rob. I'm bad with names, so I probably know yeah, people. You probably know him. Okay, there's a lot of people saying hello, and that's, we could talk about that later. Um, you tell them for me. And I say hello. Okay, Paula says hello to all of you guys. All right, they're, they're, they're now correcting all the pronunciation for hydroxychloroquine. Everybody's telling us that. You must be a cousin of Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know why they're saying that. I don't um, know Mother, it's Pat Mother Blues Cohen. That's oh, the okay. woman. It could That's be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. great. So she, um, she did a good wang dang doodle. <laughs> um. So, all right, let's see what, oh. She so was, um, that was a Coco Taylor song that Wang Deng do. I don't know if Coco Taylor wrote it, but she used to pr pr perform it. Okay, listen, Rob Barnett has an offer for you. Saturday night Zoom, they're paying all their talent. Gilbert Gottfried was week one. Robert Klein was last week. And this week is Harry Shearer and that he would like you for it. So I'm going to connect you with him. Oh, thank you. I love that. Well, all right. So they're paying their talent over there. Wow, that's nice. So that's a good thing. Not too many people doing that these days. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so people are, so quick topic switch from the obese one to how we're getting swing state voter to vote Biden and win this. Oh, that is a switch of conversation now, isn't it? Um, I don't know the answer because I don't know why. See, I don't know why you would have to convince anyone to vote Biden over Trump. Yeah, I, I don't understand what conversation you would have to have. <laughs> Clearly, just, we have to have one though, which is scary, yeah. right? Yeah, it's sort of like saying to somebody, like you know, there's a big truck coming quickly down the highway. Don't run in front of that truck. Like, why do you have to have that conversation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, so Rob is also saying, can we please send Venmo money to both of you right now? Yes. You may. What's Venmo? What's oh, that? Paul, you need a Venmo. Okay, so Venmo is an app on your phone, and people can just send you money. It's much easier than PayPal. They don't take any cut from it. So when you ask people to send that dollar, you want them to send it to Venmo, not PayPal. I'm gonna educate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you Venmo info. Oh, well, I think my. You know, I think my website guy. Yeah. I. I if this was something I could do myself, I. I, I would, but I have no, you know, I, I, have you, Vicki, have you during this, as a result of this uh, crisis, have you, um, <laughs> are, are there any new skills that you've had to develop? I've had to develop many new skills, actually. I mean, you're good with all this tech crap to begin with, right? No, this, first of all, the whole Zoom thing, have you tried to like Zoom a, a show? Have you tried to Zoom a show? Um, we use Zoom audio as part of recording the podcast. I have inadvertently been on other people's Zooms. Like I was in a funeral the other day accidentally. What? Yeah. And I just, you know, people were crying and they were talking about the person. And when it came around to me, when it came around to me, I just said, I said, oh, come on. He must have had some faults. 
and then they blocked me. I, I, yeah, so I'm not good at that stuff. Well, I, I have heard, had to learn new skills because for yeah. the first month or two, like, wait, you've done a hundred, um, no one's listening to Paula Poundstone. You must do more than one a week because you've only been doing it for a year. No, we do one a week. There's, there's 52 weeks in a year, Paula. Yeah, no, it's been more than a year. No, no, no. Oh, it's been okay. Like, All right. So you're confusing the blonde. Years. Not yeah, almost two years. Okay. Just, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's some, you know what? In fact, I'm surprised you thought it was only a year. You should have said it's been a year and three days because you know how you do that thing. <laughs> I do that thing. You have the, 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 the tri plus thing. The tri. It's, it's a, it, that's, that's a, one of the side effects of Hashimoto's. It's a side of it's Hello Kitty. You have Hello Kitty. <laughs> Hello Kitty disease. I'm just so, saying any Japanese thing I can think of, and I, like I'm surprised how shallow. Like I know nothing of Japanese culture. Nothing. <laughs> well, you um, knew Hello Kitty. That's that's something. So, yeah. So the that was just that is where we all, live. I've had to learn all kinds of things because of this. Because I have to change light bulbs that I cannot reach because I won't let anybody come into the house. So I have to get on ladders that I would be unwilling to do before and go very high. I have to learn how to do this technology. It took me like two months because Zoom wasn't working for me. So now I found this stream yard. Yeah. And I, but but I, great. I have to figure, I had to figure all this out for myself. Not what yeah. I, not what my strong suit. All right, I want to tell you, and I've used this story to explain, to explain America's uh, the way we're handling the shutdown. And I do this like, okay, I believe Fauci. Okay. I believe. I do too. I believe that there's going to be a second wave. I do too. I believe that the damage of opening up too soon will be catastrophic economically in a way that that, that seems counterintuitive that you feel like, oh, no, if we get back to work now, um, I, I believe what he says. Yeah. Um, having said that, I also find myself that whenever I hear like, you know, that oh, places are opening up again, I find myself thinking, well, maybe it might be okay. We could do, you know, like I, I think your desire to believe hmm. in good news, right? And this is the story that I use to explain that feeling. So, and it, it reminded me of the light bulb thing. Okay, so okay. years ago, I shared a, 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 a house with some friends in San Francisco, and it was an old house. Okay, and there was a there was a, a light, you know, lamp up over the stairway that never worked from the time we lived there, and I would flip the light switch up and down, but it didn't do anything. So clearly, the light bulb was out. So one day I finally, you know, decide to take matters into my own hand. So I get a chair. I don't think I had a ladder. Uh, so I get a chair and I you know, climb up in the chair and I go to unscrew the light bulb. Okay, yeah. wait, like this. <laughs> unscrew the light bulb. And the light bulb breaks off into my hand. I'm like, wow, motherfucker. So now this was years ago when I talked that way. And so now, and I have the new light bulb. The new light bulb is in the little sleeve. Right. Just waiting to go in. So now um, I find, I look around, I, 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 have, I get some needle nose pliers. Wow. 
And I'm going to try to twist the base of the light bulb, the, the glass jagged old metal base of the light bulb out of there. But it's so goddamn old that every time I pinch it in the pliers, it like some of the metal snaps off because it's old. Yeah. Now I'm really frustrated. And I'm thinking like, I don't want to get shocked. So I'm being careful and I'm being careful and I'm being careful. And then finally, you know what? I've had this metal and this electric thing for so long now. If it was going to zap me, it would have zapped me already. So I take the needle nose pliers, follow along closely, home repair people. I take the needle nose plier. I'm standing on the chair and that... That new light bulb is waiting over there. <laughs> and I jam them. I jam oh, them up into the light socket. Oh. And I am blown backwards off the chair. And I land on the new light bulb, which <laughs> makes a little And I have a black streak that just goes up my arm. And that's how I feel about this reopening thing. It's like we try to do, okay, we're gonna do care. We're gonna do it gingerly. We're not, we're gonna be very, and then we're like, oh, come on, we're not sick. We're fine. Look, we're fine. And then everybody back to work, which is that's the jamming the thing up into the thing. We are gonna be blown backwards off of our chairs onto our new light bulb. That's what's gonna happen. And we're gonna have a big fucking black streak up our arms. Here's the thing that's scary about that is that I just read last night that this new stra- you know, it, it keeps, the, the, the virus keeps morphing and changing. Yeah. This new, this second wave, they're already figuring that we're in the second wave already. This really? second wave, yes, they're saying it's not showing up in a week or two weeks. It's not showing up for three or four, people are asymptomatic for this long time. So they're moving in the world and they're getting everybody sick that they're coming in t- contact with. Wow. And it's who found, who, where did you read this? I'm telling you, I you get read these. This in, you read this in <laughs> Nervous Nelly magazine. That's where you read it. I have the COVID crazy. You read it in Nervous Nelly magazine and they are not a trustworthy source. I'm going to send you all my news sources. I'm going to oh, post God. all my links. I nope, get, I I get, the news hour, the news hour. Here's why I watch the news hour. Because okay. it's an hour. <laughs> it's it's you know, it's titrated. It's 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 um what's the word in museums? Uh, you know, I can't think of the word. It's curated. Like they go, here's what's important for people to know today. You're not watching all day long. They're not grabbing every last thing and dragging the story out to cover 24 hours of news. It's an hour. I trust them. That's what I watch. And they didn't say a goddamn thing about this morphing thing. Uh, I'll um, just pay attention. I'm telling you, this came out yesterday. The wow. two things that I said today that will be that will be substantiated. We're not getting it from touching shit. All this worry that I've been doing about yeah. cleaning all the groceries and going crazy is all for naught. I've been wasting a shit ton of time. Yeah. And this the new incubation period with the virus now is extending and getting longer so that makes people more dangerous yeah it really does symptomatic yeah. out in the world for longer yeah. periods of time yeah. yeah kellogg's is coming out with a new cereal called bleachy o's bleachy o's kids love it <laughs> mommy can we have the bleachy o's 
I'm taking some screenshots. So I what this this is really pissing me off. I, I can't. What is? Ow! I can't. I can't. What happened? Stay. It looked like a bird just attacked no, your head. No, I, I don't know what is going on with this. It's really with, annoying with me. With what? The, with the wings. I have wings. I have but sister patrol. The way the, the way the camera is pixelating when you yeah. go like this, you look like Tippy Hedren. It looks oh. like birds are attacking your head. It looks like. You know, I almost had Tippy Hedren on the show. I almost had Tippy Hedren. She was going to guest, but but she stopped doing she stopped doing interviews just like right before I, I like I love Tippy Hedren. I'm, I'm a big too. fan. I do. Yeah. Um. One time, my friend Earl Holloman, um, used to uh, be the head of an organization called Actors and Others for Animals, and he Tippy, would, she has like a huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she was one of the. So he Earl used to do these. Um, their once a year fundraiser thing, uh, right. was uh used to be a fashion show, and I was at a, 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 an audience member at a theater one time, and I met Earl there, and he asked me if I would come do this fashion show, and I was like, you can imagine me like fashion show. Well, that'll be fun, and it turns out that it was so much fun. Really? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. So did I, did it, I did it for many years in a row and Earl, no. knew, Earl knew everyone and it was a great cause. So, so many people did this show. So there was one year where I was standing. And the thing is, as a performer, um, yeah. your experience on stage is pretty fast because you walk down, you walk back. Um, oh, wait, I, well, I want to know what were you modeling? I want to hear. Um, you know, some that you had to go to these guys that would do a fitting with you. Uh, it was a fancy ass store in Beverly Hills, as I recall. I never remember what I had. I think one time I had like a sequins vest, maybe. But outside of that, because I did it for many years, and I, I don't remember what I wore. I don't wear dresses ever, and I don't think I've ever seen you. They didn't make you wear a dress, did they? No, but I have worn dresses. Um, yeah. I, I'm not afraid of a of a dress. I mean, now I don't think I would be prone to wear high heels at this point in my life. Uh, <laughs> Just because it's so bad for you, and and I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do more bad things to my back because I want to be able to lift groceries at the bombs or garbage onto the back of the truck or help the trash truck guy yeah. or woman. Um, yeah, so I know I, I so I, so I wouldn't be, but I I but I no I didn't I know I never wore a dress there. Um, but there was a point to this. What the hell was it? Oh, I know. So one time I'm standing in the line waiting because we all have to stand in line together because you could. And also um, because it was so fast, you all had to be together too. And so at one point I was right beside Tippy Hedren and um, uh, Linda Blair. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like scary. This is like the scary movie. Uh, 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 royalty. <laughs> yeah. Did you say anything? Did you talk to him? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I, you know what? I am a person who I do talk to people that I admire when I'm in their, you know, orbit. As do uh, I. It, to, probably to my detriment. Probably most people are like, fuck, here she comes. Act like. <laughs> was was Tippy nice? What? Oh, very, oh, very, very, very nice. Yeah. One time, many, many, many years ago, I was on an airplane and I had been at an event the night before that Barbara Boxer had been at. And both she and I were the following day, coincidentally, on an airplane together. We didn't realize that we would be. 
Um, but uh -huh. as I'm walking down the aisle, she's sitting and uh, and she was reading a newspaper, I think. And uh, and I realized, oh, oh my God, that's Barbara Boxer, uh, yeah. the, the great senator from California. Yeah. And so uh, I'm like, hey, Barbara Boxer, hey, hey, I saw you last night. I was at that thing last night. And she said, oh, yeah, hi, hi. And she had on like dark glasses. She, in every nonverbal way she could. Yeah. In every like, uh, in every universally accepted sign that you don't want to talk way that she could, she was expressing that she didn't want to talk. Neither one of us could have had very much sleep the night before. It was a very early morning flight. We were up late the night before. She got the newspaper. She had the dark glasses. And I was just like, hi, it's me, Bob Poundstone. And you were so great last night. And, and at one point she's, oh, thank you. And then she was talking, and I like pulled the newspaper down. I'm like, hi. Um, and she sort of resigned herself and she began talking to me. I swear this is a true story. Cause I get like wound up and I sort of can't, I don't, I won't say can't, but don't control myself. And so, um, and so I started talking to her. Finally, she sort of resigned herself and she was like, Oh, oh, that's not interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh. And of course, here I am talking to a senator, and I'm doing all the talking. Like, why wasn't I asking her questions? You know, finally, her husband was sitting in the aisle seat, and it was just two seats. And I swear this is a true story. He stood up, and he said, why don't you just take my seat? Oh, my God. Did, did she give him one of these? I think he meant it sarcastically, but I went, okay, I'm down there. So I don't know if they're still together. I assume they are. But if there was any kind of fissure in their relationship, it began that day. And um, so, and the thing about me is, you probably noticed this, trying to talk to me. It's not easy because every word reminds me of something, right? You, you know, you mentioned light bulbs. And then I have to tell you my fucking light bulb story. And it's not just that I tell the story. It's that I tell the preamble. And, so every, and this is how I communicate, which is why I live alone. And the audience is my best friend because no one else can stand it. So here I am. It's me, Barbara Boxer. Right? I'm sitting beside her. And I'm in the goddamn catbird seat. Right? This is so exciting to me. And... And... I, she had the night before she had referenced a very famous photograph. Can you hear my dog Mo whining at the window? I she's can't. Like, <laughs> Moe, just wait. Um, and she's, you know what she's going? She's going, you're not telling the Barbara Boxer story. Mo, sit and you listen to the Barbara Boxer story. Bad dog. Um, all right. So, so so she's telling, she's talking about a famous photograph when she was in the House of Representatives and the Senate Judiciary was refusing to hear the testimony of Anita Hill. This is a long time ago. Wow. Um, the, the women in the House of Representatives were very angry about this. And so they marched to the Senate. And there's okay. a photograph. Uh, she's short but fast. <laughs> so there's this photograph of her sort of flanked, you know, like geese going north. For the uh, for the for the uh, no south for the winter, um, so there's this famous photograph of her and all these women from the House of Representatives. She's sort of flanked by them, right? And so she gets to the point of telling about this, 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I said, oh, something about, you know, last night you were talking about the book. And she, again, she sort of resigned herself that, you know, she's stuck talking to me. So she's <laughs> about to explain the photograph. And she says, so I marched up the stairs of the Senate. She's telling him about a very historic moment. And I'm yeah, talking yeah. to the person. And I hear myself say, oh, I went to the Senate once. <laughs> And I began telling her about a, a, a public tour I had taken at the Senate one time. And even as I'm saying it, in my head, most of my life, I'm saying to myself, shut up, shut up, shut up. But I can't. Oh, my God. And that's... And that's Something's echoing. Do you hear it? Is it doing it there? What? I'm hearing an echo. No, I'm not hearing it. I still hear my dog whining. Mo, stop. Okay, All wait. Right, I'm, go ahead. Okay, wait. Wait. I'm going to... I'm moving my camera. So we can see Mo? There's Mo. Moe. Wait, I have a thing in my hair. Mo is so cute. Isn't she? She's a... Okay. She's part golden retriever, the only mean golden retriever on the earth, as far as I know. I have a mean golden retriever. I, I don't know how she and people see her while we're walking in the isn't that sweet? And she's like, Argh. So so what what makes Mo mean is Mo mean because there's a lot of competition in your house, do you think? Why is Mo mean? I have mean? no idea. She's she I think because she I think a lot of it's fear aggression. Wow. I took her to the vet uh, at one point. She had a, a bump, whatever. And uh she, I, I said, you know, she's scared and I wouldn't be surprised if she would try to bite you. And so the vet was like, well, let's get a muzzle on that dog. So they bring out a muzzle and I try to get the muzzle on the dog and I'm like wrestled to the ground by the dog. I said to them, I go, don't you do it because I think she'll let me do it. She won't let you do it. So I'm like, and finally I had to, a bell went off and we went to our corners and, uh, and the vet said to me, the vet goes, you know what? I can't treat that dog. <laughs> I would have to have, I would have to anesthetize that dog to be able to examine her. And, and then I thought about it. Well, you can't, you couldn't, you couldn't even do that because she wouldn't let you get anywhere near her to do that. I mean, let's say it's some pills I could give her or something, but anyway, so one of the things I've been doing during the stay at home order is training my dog Mo to allow <laughs> me to put a muzzle on her so that I can take her to the vet. So, Paula, tell me, what, what skills have you learned in this pandemic, would you say? What, is there stuff that you've, that you've had to master now that we've had this uh, Well, I've been working on some skills. Like, I've been learning to, um, to walk on a tightrope. <laughs> because? Um, yeah, because I just, I don't want to waste this time. You know? and, and what with the weight loss, I thought, how hard can I fall? I'm 15 pounds lighter than I used to be. So I've been doing that. I spent a lot of time training, training my dogs. We train every day. And uh, yeah. How does, how does Mo do with the other animals? Is Mo mean to the other animals? A little bit. A I, little bit. I supervise her pretty carefully. She will. I have a couple of cats that are really old and ailing. And I think that if my cats are all indoor. I think that if they were indoor outdoor cats there would be a night where they just didn't come home where they they would go looking for a hawk or a coyote just finish it up 
<laughs> but instead what they do is they wander around my house. They're so funny. It's always the two of them. And they weren't particularly close before, but they're always trying to get into a cabinet or a closet. The minute you open a door, I, as old as they are, they are there. You open the closet door. And my cat Clue is so skinny. I swear to you, I am not exaggerating. My cat Clue is that thick at this point. She's so skinny. She's like all head and just like a stick drawing. And when I open the cleaning closet, which I do a lot, she'll be right there. And I don't see her all the time. I've shut that door on her. So, and would, wouldn't you think that that would tell her, boy, I'm not going over there again. But she comes right back. I've cut that, that cat in half with the door more times than a magician's assistant. And it doesn't make her not, she still wanders over. She's still, and I can feel the door like not shutting. I'm like, motherfucker, it's the cat again. And of course I feel horrible. I don't want to hurt her. But I'm like, wouldn't you learn? Wouldn't you figure out? Don't go stand. Isn't, but I think her instinct to go away is so strong. So Mo, I'll go into the living room and I don't leave her with them for very long, but I'll be doing something and I'll run back in the living room and Mo will have, she's part uh, golden retriever and part Newfoundland. And so she's, she's big. And Mo yeah. will have her paw over this almost dead cat <laughs> and be sort of nibbling it. And I'm like, oh. no, no, not yet. No. Oh. So she's, I would say that this is not a mean instinct so much as it gives her a purpose. She's like, that is begging me. All right. Uh, um, I have a challenge for, for you, Paula. Yes. Cindy asks if you can name all 12 cats quickly. Well, yes, but the thing is, Cindy, you wouldn't know if I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm putting you, let's go. Uh, I'll, all right, I'll do my best. Okay. Okay. I, I usually, I'm, I'm usually off by two, but anyways. Uh, Deverus, Theo, Hardy, Harrison, Clue, Oreo, Wednesday, Mrs. Fezziwig, Riddle, Shamwow. Wait a minute, what kind of name is Shamwow? She's long-haired. Tonks. Oh, this is killing me. I'm missing one. I'm missing you, got, you have 11? I have uh -oh. 11. What's the last one? Okay, who did I just talk about? I just talked about Clue. Oreo! <laughs> no, you said Oreo already. Shit. <laughs> you said Oreo. All right, then Cindy, the answer is no. No. Um, <laughs> no that was the closest I've ever gotten. But yeah, yeah. I just, 11. You got oh, 11. Bell. Bell. There you go. You Bell. didn't give a bell before. No, no, Bell. You know, I find if I clump them like silver cats, great <laughs> little cats, group cats. Shamwell, long hair. <laughs> Lighter right across the floor. Kitchen's clean. So, so, <laughs> so Paula, how about our friend Fred? Ah, uh, um, here's my theory. Okay. I know that uh, we're talking about Fred Willard, you guys. Yeah. Um, I know that no one gets to live forever. Yeah. But if there was a list of people who did, Fred Willard's name should have been near the top. 
He's just the sweetest guy, you know. And his wife, who died not that long before him, like maybe right. two years, two yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fred and Mary Willard. <laughs> when I would go to functions, you know, Fred Fred was one of the usual suspects. Yeah. He was uh, always at, like, I went to a PETA thing. They were honoring Fred. I went to a, you know, I went to a memorial for a friend of mine. I bump into Fred and Mary in the, I went to a, a an event that Sheila Kuehl put together for, a, a uni, you know, California One Care. You know, Fred's on the bill. I, I got, you know, everywhere I went, it was, I kept, you know. There's Not to mention all of Phil's. Pizza nights, Fred. And uh, exactly, Fred, Fred, uh, and uh, and sometimes because I'm I'm single, I go most places alone. You know, you know how we go into a thing. You're like, you feel like, oh, I'm, I feel a little. Even though I've been alone forever, and that's just how I roll. Still, there's that. Like, where do I stand? What do I do? Who do I? You know what? And yeah, yeah. always, Fred and Mary Willard. Uh, Paul, sit with us. Paul, you know, why don't you come join us? Um, even at times where I felt like a pariah, and uh, so I, I was so grateful. So and and obviously comedically, um, it's an enormous loss. So he was sure beloved. Um, did you ever work with? Fred? I mean, I I know these functions, but did you guys ever work work? No, no. He actually uh, he was on my podcast once. Um, yeah. We have a segment of the podcast, not on every episode, but on some called Outside the Actor's Studio, where I have an actor come on and help me um, rehearse, like, no, help me uh, prepare for an audition is the idea. But okay. Besides, it's not a real, uh, it's not a real part. I, it's sides that I wrote uh, to just practice this process. And so the Fred, the Fred Willard episode was so, and I, I purposely wrote it knowing how funny Fred would be, you know, yeah. sort of giving him, uh, uh, and he, uh, oh my God, he was funny. Um, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. A funny man. So, so Paula, what can these people do? So they can come and they can, they can listen to, cause nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, but a lot of people listen to Paula Poundstone. So they can, they can, they can, come to and they can send you a dollar or whatever and there's there's a way on your on your website that people can do that is there's a button that they um, can it's pull? supposed to be up today or tomorrow or something like that okay so I, tell your guy about venmo it's a very good thing all right i it's, will I'll tell it's you. a better thing than paypal because paypal like takes like a piece of the money and that's just mm -hmm. silly but um, so how else can people support you? They can buy your books. That's one thing they can do. Well, as it happens, Vicki, there's a store on my website. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah, okay. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping that, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, one of the, we have, we have this product called a Poundstone Pussy Pillow. I don't know if I ever told you about that. It's a cat toy. It's a cat toy. It's a, um, it's a, a um, pussy pull. Pussy pillows. They're oh, little. Um, they're little pillows with uh, catnip inside and a cat joke on one side and on the other side. I autograph it to people and um, and uh, you know they're homemade. <laughs> and uh, so when you go on my website and you go to order a pussy pillow, you there's a place to fill out um, you know the name of your cat and uh, and I'm happy to. Uh, and then you can personalize the pussy pillow. 
precisely. Yeah, which um, has been. I'll tell you, uh, we're we're just we're making a a, a a collection of cat names because the names are so great. Um, like like what? What's striking? Oh, I can't your remember any good ones off the top of my head. Puddles, I think, was one. Um, puddles. That's just a funny name. Uh, but um, yeah, people do have really funny names for their um, for their animals. So yeah. all right, I'm I'm looking to see. Uh, Cindy's asking if you were funny. You were the class clown in school, and I'm I, I you had to, you were always funny. I, you had to, you had you know, to. Honestly, it depends who you ask. If you ask my eighth grade Spanish teacher, she'll say yeah. no, I was obnoxious. So, uh, <laughs> and she was probably right. Did you get in trouble when you're in school? Yeah, oh, I yeah. spent most of elementary school sitting in the hallway <laughs> because I couldn't stop talking. So they were forever telling me to stop talking. And what they didn't understand is, if I could have, I would have. <laughs> did your did your mother, did she get a kick out of it? Or did she try no. to, did she tell you to be quiet? Oh, no. She was always telling me to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. We had to be quiet in our house. Um, uh, my mother was a little bit like Charlie Brown's mom. She was uh, an angry voice on the other side of a door. <laughs> The only, so, thing you could, the only thing you could really hear clearly was what she was going to do to you when she caught you. <laughs> so, so when did you, when did it, it dawn on you that you could say funny things and people would pay you for it? Like how did getting into stand up? How, so you were working, washing dishes or whatever in the, how did, how did you get your ass on the stage to begin with? Oh, well, again, very lucky. You know, someone had started a, a comedy you know, a little comedy circuit in Boston. And there was, um, and then they started doing open mic nights. I don't know how you have a comedy circuit without open mic nights, but they did. Um, and so, and then I started, you know, doing their open mic nights, which is, you know, the premise of the open mic night being anybody who wants to can go up for five minutes uh, and tell their little jokes. And so- and did, you, did you did you go up with written material or did you go up and wing it at the beginning? I didn't the first time. Yeah, because I didn't understand that that's what people did. So what'd you I, do? Honestly, I always thought for years I thought Carson was just making shit up. Yeah. And, and I look back on that, I'm like, okay, how stupid was I? Well, um, but but that's it. Just never occurred to me that someone would write that down. Um, yeah. So then the next time I did, I would you know. And then what? I, I always it was in conflict. With, I'm not a good memorizer for one thing. I really have a problem with that. Um, but I think uh, um, I was always sort of in conflict with this idea of sort of memorized material, uh, which, you know, which felt like the right way to go in many ways. But then I would say other stuff and it would throw off, you know, I would sort of inadvertently pull out the, you know, the bottom Jenga piece and everything would fall apart. And because. Yeah, because go ahead. how much time you were doing was so significant. Yes. Um, you had five minutes. You went over your five minutes. People were, you know, loading their bows and arrows in the back of the room. <laughs> but you can hear them sharpening the knives. Like, you know, she's been on too long. <laughs> so then what would happen to me is I would be afraid to get off because I knew they were going to yell at me. And the more nervous I got, the more I couldn't stop talking. <laughs> So I was not. I was not a beloved member of the. So, uh, so how do you do it, Paul? So if you have a, a memory issue, 
and you have to go do an hour, how do you get from your opening bid to your final bid and you know you're going to get there and all the stuff in between? You don't well, remember. Now I don't, now I don't, I don't, I mean, who knows what it'll be like if I ever get to be on stage again, which is the thing that I used to do. I used to go on a stage and people came and they gathered in front of me. It was great. Um, but uh, the way I have worked for many, many years is um, I have sort of a Rolodex of material in my head, if you will. And, okay. and then, I, you know, it's sort of, or I used to say to people, sometimes it's like a, sometimes it's like that game at an arcade where you go into a glass booth and they blow paper money around or whatever you can grab onto, you can, you can keep. <laughs> That's like me with material. So I have 40 years of material flying around in my head somewhere. And whatever I can grab onto while I'm on stage, I'm happy to tell it. And outside of that, you know, my favorite part of the night is just uh, talking to the audience. Um, is, it different? is it literally different every night? Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. But you know how to get from the beginning to the end. You, you know where you want to go or no? No. Not really. I mean, I would usually, I, I did for years end with the same thing. Uh -huh. um, but a lot of times people would say, okay, you know, like you'd be, you could be an MC would say to you, okay, what's, what's going to be your last line? Because we have to know your last line. I'm going, well, I don't know my last line. I go, how about this? I'll say, good night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Paula, I, I seem to recall. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one more story. I seem to recall something about getting on a bus and not having enough money. Am I making this up? Did you like no. you? Yeah. This is a real story, right? What's that story? Well, when I was working in Boston as a stand-up comic, and mm -hmm. not not full, you know, not that's not how I made my living. I made my living at that point. Um, I, I think I bus tables or something. At, a, at, at the Copley Plaza, um, <laughs> but I wanted to see what 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 clubs were like in different cities, uh -huh. and so I bought what was called an Ameripass, which was uh, basically a blank ticket book from Greyhound. Uh huh. And you would, uh, it, it cost one hundred fifty dollars, and for thirty days you could go wherever you wanted. But so it was like a euro. Uh, it was like a euro. But they still have those, right? In Europe, I don't right? know. I've not, I, I'm not. I'm not a big world traveler. Okay. Um, but yeah, and of course, you have to keep in mind that if you decide, like, if I'm, I was in Massachusetts, so if I just said, "Well, I'm gonna go to California," well, that's gonna take, you know, a week to get there. So that's seven oh. days of your of your thirty days gone. So I would, I was a little bit strategic about where I went, but I lived on the bus, um, and. You know, a lot of times you had to, like, I forget. So no, no hotels, no. No, no. Yeah. I would stay if I was in a a town where I knew somebody. I might stay at somebody's house. I did do that, um, uh -huh. but largely, no. Here's how I did it. For example, uh, when I went to Denver, um, okay. what I did was I arrived in Denver. I got off the bus. I put my suitcase. I took out some things from my suitcase I might need. I put them in my yellow day pack. Um, I, I put my suitcase in a locker, take my uh -huh. yellow day pack. I go over to the schedule 
the, the bus schedule. Right. I find a location, a destination that is four hours away. Okay. Uh, and now I find what is the last uh, bus trip? What's the last departure to that four hour away destination? Say it was midnight, right? Okay. Say, and I can't think of what town would be four hours away from Denver, but that's how I did. So I would go back to the bus station. I would buy the, I would, I would have my ticket, you know, okay, I'm going to wherever it was. It was Laramie or something. I don't know. Right. And I would come back to the bus station Mm -hmm. at midnight and I would take that bus four hours away. And as soon as I got there, I would turn around and get on the returning bus to Denver. And in this way, I got my eight hours sleep. It was, you know, looking back, it was, it was a little smidgen of genius is what it was. Um, It it really, it was very effective. Um, And in this way, I went around the country. I did indeed see what clubs were like in different cities. I made some acquaintances in places that, you know, would hire me later. And um, you weren't getting paid for the clubs that you were, you, you were kind of just, no, I was going around doing open mic nights and the like. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh and it was exciting. My, someone's going through the alley. I know. Nerve. <laughs> so you did this for 30 days? Uh, yeah, I would do it for 30 days and I can't remember if I ever bought like another one right afterwards. I mean, I had no money. I had no money. I I would um I would I remember that I had for for food, I largely okay. These were the years where I didn't take a good care of myself. <laughs> I largely lived off of double stuff Oreos, and, and I would have a bag of them in my in my yellow day pack. And when this was back in these days, Greyhound bus stations had um, tables and cafeterias and stuff. And I would sit down. I'd buy a carton of milk, and I'd sit and eat my double stuff Oreos. I don't even they had double stuff Oreos that long ago. I thought that was like a new invention. No, they had no, those. No, no, this was like no, no. Those those came out when I was like seventeen or something. Really? But I, I remember one day I'm sitting at this table, eating my double stuff Oreo, drinking my milk, and I happen out of sheer boredom to look over at the Oreos, and I'm reading the ingredients, and the first or second ingredient was lard. Yum. And I'm like, you know, this isn't as good an idea as I thought it was. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. Now I just get the lard. <laughs> trying to eat well, okay. So you told us a, a, a favorite. So breakfast is like oatmeal now, maybe just a pack and a half. Pack and a and half. Don't want to go any further than that. You got the raisin bread and the meatless meat burger. Yeah. And so what else are you eating here in quarantine? You got any, anything else? Like, is like, do you crave anything besides the raisin bread and the, and the meatless? No, I eat a lot of rice and, uh, um, mushrooms and spinach. That's my big, my big, uh, that's my big culinary skill is I make rice and then I make spinach. Well, I don't make them, but I, I put them in a pan and cook them in have you uh have you done takeout or have you have you done i haven't eaten yeah no no that's an economic thing i can't afford that so um uh, you know and i did when all this first hit our 
our friends, uh, Phil and Monica, um, uh, their last name is eluding me right now, but they. Uh, Phil, Phil Rosenthal is going to be on the show next week with me. Oh, cool. It's, it's in my love. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing I do miss is uh, pizza, pizza and music fills. I miss that a lot. Um, that was like almost my only social outlet other than my own ping pong parties. So th those things I miss sorely. Um, but uh, him, he and Monica had a, um, sent everybody an email saying, you know, donate to this. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, restaurant worker organization, which I did bef during the, the that little space of time where I thought I'm going to be out of work for a couple of weeks. I yeah. did indeed um, do that. And, and then, and then I realized I'm out of work for years. Wow. Um, and so, uh, or for however long it's good, but it, that it was, it was more, I realized that I could not sustain uh, it, it, that what I have now is what I have yeah. and uh, until I can come up with another great idea. Um, so I can't, so I can't, uh, and I would love to be able to support, uh, restaurants, uh, by getting to go food, but, um, uh, I can't afford it. So. No, but you do, you do, you, you have your own ways of being of service to people and making people laugh all the time is a great is a great, especially now. Laughter is the most important. Yeah, honestly, the other thing for uh, for me is at this point, I, I think I would rather contribute than than order the food. We have so many things to fix. You know, um, a, a couple of people have asked me to make, uh, you know, to congratulate their kid on graduation or their teenager on their birthday or whatever. And you uh -huh. know, and I and I always say to the kids, like, you know, you live in such an exciting time in some ways. There's so many things that we can, as a result of this sort of tearing down that's happening, at some point we're going to rebuild. I don't mean literally, I mean figuratively. Right. And, and some of the problems that we have as a society, it's not that we didn't know on some level before, but now they are glaring. And, and it turns out that we really do all need each other. And that uh -huh. until these inequities are solved, um, we're going to keep falling down again and again and again. And so to be a young person now fighting the good fight is really kind of exciting, I think. You know, they'll, be, you they'll be a part of, of fixing these things. And one of those things, one of the things, speaking of to go, is single-use plastic. So we got, some, we got some work to do there. That's another reason why I'm reluctant to do uh, takeout sometimes. Do, 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 do you think that, do you think we're getting kinder? Do you think we're getting more empathetic? Do you think we're getting less racist? Are, are no. we learning No, but I think we will have to. No, do mm -hmm. I think it's happened yet? No, not yeah. necessarily. But I yeah. do think we will have to. I think that there are, you know, just like even the inequities of, of, of the virus um, are not a coincidence. That's because of the way we've set things up. And, mm -hmm. and so we're, we have, there's work to be done. It's, you know, it's, it's roll, roll up your sleeves and, and figure it out. You know, when this first happened, um, or when I first became aware of it, you know, I started my hunker down and muddle through club. Um, but immediately the meetings were canceled. <laughs> yes. The COVID crazies. We meet, we meet online. We meet yeah. virtual. The yeah. COVID crazies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so, so, so much because 
for me, I mean, this is my whole entertain. This is my whole social life right here. For the, this is this is gonna keep me for a week. Thank you so much. Oh, it's I, really oh, been fun. Thank you. Thanks you are me. you are truly. Um, I say this and and and, but you might be the funniest person on the planet. You make me laugh always. Oh, I have that's very nice I've been in movie theaters, well, Phil's theater and ping pong tables. And no matter where you are, you are always funny. So thank you because you are being of service to the world by just being you and doing what you do. Well, that is very sweet of you. I, I, thank you. Hold on. I wanted to show you something. Wait, I'm moving away. Now I'm moving Everybody away. said give your love and thank you to Paula now. Yeah, everybody said, oh, oh. I you just know, want you to know when all this is over, I'm going to show no mercy at the table. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking that you have enough room back there. You could have a socially distanced ping pong event, maybe. But yeah, um, I was really lucky. The last time you matched me, Kevin Nealon was my partner at the last. Uh, and I didn't shame him. We actually won our match. That was very exciting. Oh, that is exciting. Yeah. Well, Kevin well, likes to play. He left after the first round, so I didn't. I no, because yeah. yeah, right. He had to go do something for his son. Fucking kids. Um, yeah, I've never liked him. Never liked kids. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll play again. That you know, I have to tell my, myself that every day. I have to say to myself, we'll play again. You can't go out in the backyard and play with Mo, huh? And Mo can't well, play. No, you know, I do have a machine that shoots the balls at you, but oh, it takes oh. it takes a little bit of. Uh, it's hard to set it up. It's not. It's not easy to set it up, and, and I will at some point. But frankly, I've been so busy that I just—it's—it's it's not high enough up on my priority list. Unfortunately. So is, all right. So what does a day look like? We looked at the food. So we started out an hour and a half. You're putzing around. Then you have your breakfast. Then what do you do? What, what are you busy doing? What are you doing? Writing, 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 sifting, 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 walking the dogs, training the dogs. Um, in fact, I'm going to go when, when we're done. Uh, I'm going to put a chair in my car and get um, uh, my, this, this, this fantastic book right here. Wait, I'm not good at this. Sea Biscuit by uh, Laura Hildenbrand, which if you're looking for a good book to read during your stay-at-home order, this is a fantastic American story. Didn't they um, make a movie about this with? Um, they did. Um, I, I I'm, love the movie. I'm gonna, it, it's the book is obviously much better than a movie. Yes. Um, I mean, I didn't hate the movie, but the the book it, it just feels deeper. Yeah. Um, I I am I, um, I I I go over to my one one of my daughter's apartment. I, I don't go in. I put a chair in the grass in the yard. She sits on the porch and I read aloud to her. And, um, oh. and so I'm reading uh, Seabiscuit. And uh, I love nice. that. Yeah, it really feels good, actually. And she can read. Uh, <laughs> not, that she, not that she can't read. It's that um, it's just wow. a nice way to be together. And, and the conversation sometimes runs out a little bit because nobody's really doing that much. And so it just feels like we have the material of the book to talk about. We have the, you know, reading of the book. And, um, and again, it's this great American story um, of four characters. It's a true book, but four characters, nonetheless, three, three people and a horse that were greater than the sum of their parts. Mm -hmm. And um, it's uplifting in, in, in that way. 
I love that you're doing that. That is so lovely. Um, it's kind of nice, you know. It's it's like almost the only time that I, I you know I sit in a chair um, without. You know what I mean? It's nice, and and we're lucky because we live in South Southern California. So the you know I bring up a blanket for when it starts to get a little cold. In fact, the I was there I don't know a few days ago, and at night it got like nippy. I said, you yeah. know what? I, I finished the chapter. I said I got to go home and get my skis. It was so damn cold the other night. <laughs> it was cold. Yeah. I had warm pajamas on and socks when I went to sleep. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. So well, how often I had a chance to daughter. see her from a distance? What? How often do you go over and read to your daughter? I love this. Once or twice a week. I love yeah, this. A couple times a week. And um, I, you know, from the very start of the of the um, shutdown, I mean, I, I remember tweeting one night to people that um, if you can get your teenager in your home to, you know, let you read aloud to them, if there's something about that dynamic that is uh, really, really nice. And again. Yeah. You have the material in the book to talk about, which is which is nice. You have that in common. You may even disagree about the material in the book, but you have that in common, and and it's and it's nice. Reading aloud to my kids was one of the joys of my life. Um, this, and this is why I started Women Who Write because we hadn't been read to. I hadn't been read to since I was a little kid, and the teacher used to read to us to school at yeah. school. My parents used to read to us at bed, but I, I hadn't been read to since I was a little kid. And I thought, I'm, I still like to be read to. And I that's do. the whole impetus for starting Women Who Write. Yeah, it yeah. is a nice thing. Absolutely. nice. My daughter, um, I made her read aloud to me all the way through high school. She was wow. probably ready to kill me. But here's why. Because if I didn't do that, I wasn't certain that she was actually doing the reading. Ah. And I believe that she would have been illiterate were it not for me insisting on that. And what's funny is now every now and then somebody will mention the title of a book and I'll go, oh, Tosha read that to me. Um, you know, because um, she was a, a con artist as a kid, much like me. And so she would pretend to be doing something and not. And the school um, wasn't going to push her. They weren't going to insist on anything. My, my oldest daughter has cerebral palsy. And so they, they weren't going to, they were they like a fool. let her have a ride. Well, I think one of the things, and she's charming as all get out. And so I think one of the things is that they would, they, they just didn't want to, they just didn't want to push her. They, I think mm -hmm. they felt it was somehow cruel. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and she would convince people that she couldn't do stuff that she actually could do. <laughs> and so, uh, so whatever. So I made her read aloud to me for years and years and years. I love and, that. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, she, I, otherwise she wouldn't be able to read and guess what? She can read and mm. she enjoys reading and it's important in her life. And now that she's stuck in her apartment every day, um, it's a damn good thing. She knows how to read you know, and so anyway, so that just that dynamic of sitting together and when she when I would make her read a lot to me, I would also make her go get a dictionary when when we didn't know a word. Now, I'm not doing that while I read a lot to her. <laughs> I oh, went full, full circle, though, that now you're reading to her. Yeah, it's it's it, it's nice. You know, I read the entire Harry Potter series aloud twice uh, because I read to my daughters and then to my son. Um, who was a little bit younger 
In fact, when he went to school, when he started school, when he was in kindergarten, and he was a pistol. I mean, he was not an easy student. Mm -hmm. um, but the teacher would say to me, she'd say, you know, the, the, the one thing that kid does, she said, you know, he will sit and listen to a story, you know, whereas the other kids might get a little restless and be right. right. That kid would sit. No other time of day was that the case. He, she said he would sit and listen. That's because I would put him to bed first in our house, of course. So I'd read to him for a little while and then I'd go in to put the girls to sleep. So I'd read to the girls for a little while and he would creep out of his room and come in and say, could he sit and listen while I read to the girls? And by this time I was like, so done. And so like, you know, ready to go get back him. So I would say to him, you can sit and listen if you will sit and listen. But if you make one peep, you're ass back in that bed. And so he learned, <laughs> he was like, you know, like, did you say, did you make a peep? <laughs> so I forced my children to listen to me read aloud. That's the, my first, my, my, my first dog. No, maybe my second dog here at the house was named Ramona. You know why? Because Ramona the pest was the first chapter book that I ever read to the girls. And I would argue that it's still one of the best books I've ever read. Thank you, Beverly Cleary. <laughs> All right. So I, I better go before it gets dark and I'm reading with a flashlight. Well, thank you. Have a wonderful time reading aloud. Thank you. Mo is going crazy for your attention. Thank you for giving it all to us. I, I adore you, Paula, and I'm so grateful that you did this. And um, it's my pleasure. I had a great time with you. Thank you very, very much. And uh, be, you know, be working on that, uh, on that receiving a spin. <laughs> all right. All right. Love you, Mickey. Thank you so much. Love you, Paula. Take care. Thank you. Bye. -bye. All right. Bye. I'm in the studio.